This is 251 Now with Kelly Finley, the go-to place for what's happening in our local community. Presented by AIDS Alabama South and the Mobile County Health Department. The businesses you need to know about, local artists to support, restaurants to visit, community leaders making a difference, local topics you and your friends are talking about now. Good Sunday morning and welcome to 251 Now with Kelly Finley. I'm Kelly Finley. Excited to have you here and want to always give thanks to our sponsors for believing in what we're doing here on this show. A big thank you to AIDS Alabama South and the Mobile County Health Department for believing in making sure that we have the um, the right guests that come on this show that help empower our community because that's what it's all about. As I do each Sunday, I have my guests introduce themselves, tell you their name, which organization they're with and then we get right to the topic at hand. Good morning. Good morning. It's great to have you. Thank you for having me. First of all, it's like a reunion. We yes. just discovered. Yes. We just discovered. But tell everybody your name. My name is Sonia Black. Uh-huh. I am an author of God in My Closet. And I'm just so grateful and thankful for being here. It's it's my pleasure, truly. And this is what this platform is about. Because, you know, when, we, when I came up with the, like the brainchild of this show, what I wanted to do was make sure to give a platform to all people, mm-hmm. not just the same old sames who get to, we get to hear from. Yes. But you are an author with quite a story. Oh, you have no idea. Oh, my goodness. Yes. An author, a mama, a wife, mm-hmm. and she's got a, a set of uh, lungs that she's going to share with us because she has, she has some pipes on her. <laughs> <laughs> but let's talk about um, your book. Yes. Let's talk about it. Okay, I have a copy in front of me. You have been so kind enough to autograph a copy. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me the name of your book. The name of my book is called God in My Closet, mm-hmm. One Woman's Journey from Darkness to Light. Let us really get into this story because Mm. there are people right now going through some things Mm. and they think that they're going through it by themselves. But Mm. if they know that they have a sister, a mother, a cousin, a wife, somebody that they can align their forces with, it helps with their recovery process. Mm -hmm. So you have been through some things. Talk about when you were a child, what your environment was and, and where you grew up. Well, I grew up in New Bedford, Massachusetts. Um, it's called where I grew up is Pockdale Projects, and um, my parents were both drug addicts and alcoholics. Mm-hmm. My dad was in the Marines. My mom was a stay-at-home mom, and it was chaos—nothing but complete chaos. But when you're a kid, right, around other kids in the projects. I mean, you don't really know what your full environment is Mm -hmm. because everybody's going through the same thing. Right. So it's kind of like the norm. Oh, mom and dad are arguing or so on and so forth. But it didn't get it didn't get really physical until my dad started beating on my mom. And you saw that? Oh, we all saw it. Mm hmm. We all saw it. I mean, not just a slap here and there. I mean, a beating. Mm-hmm. And then it turned to us. Mm. Um, and when you say us, how many children? So I have my oldest brother, Derek, and then I have my second oldest, Brad, and then there's me, and then there's my brother, Anthony. So, so three girl. brothers, the only girl mm-hmm. then. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. gotcha, gotcha. Um, so yes, I was the only girl in the household. Um, 
I will tell you the funny thing is, you know, the Jeffersons and um, Good Times yes. and, and those shows mm-hmm, right there. Mm-hmm. And what's happening now. And what's happening now. Those shows have probably made my childhood the best. Because, so? well, I'll tell you, at six o'clock, my mom would always make dinner. Okay, my dad would be out at the bar and things of that nature. So we had a little bit of time before he got home and was drunk and so on. Mm -hmm. And so we would sit down and I'll never forget my mom would cook and it would smell so good. And then you hear good times, ah," you know, and you're like, yay, we all come into the living room Mm -hmm. and we just sit in there for about an hour or two with peace. And that was like the best until daddy got home and, um, you know, chaos, chaos. So the beating started happening with me and my brothers when I was about eight years old. Um, And I mean, I'm not talking about beatings. I'm talking about let me break it down to you. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm talking about when I was nine. My mama beat me in the bedroom because she thought I was naked. She was drunk. And I had my T-shirt and my panties on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, we were fooling around. You know how your kids and you're running all over the place or whatever. Right. And your mom comes in and says, what's that noise? And you're like, uh-oh. And everybody spre- spreads out to their room, yes. jumps in their bed afraid and things of that nature. Well, that's what I did. And then she came up and she pulled the covers. My heart was beating so fast. I'll never forget. And she pulled the covers off of me and she thought I was naked. I have no idea. It could be the alcohol, could be the drugs. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Then she just started beating me. And then my mama hung me out the window. And this is where God in my closet, this is where the the title of God in my closet came to be about. She hung me out of the window. My oldest brother, who at that time was molesting me, no one knew. Um, came and pulled me back up out of the window. Mm-hmm. And my mama put me in, that cl- in the closet. She made me stay in the closet. She told me to stay there until she told me to come out. Mm-hmm. Well, she went to bed. I knew she was never coming. Because <laughs> my mother right. you know, right, like, right. oh, Lord, I'm being this. Because you know about that cycle. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I'll never forget when my face was pressed up against the wall as a little girl, my T-shirt was torn. My mama had nails. And so my face, I felt on the left side, left side of my face, blood. You could feel it, okay? Mm-hmm. The cold um, wall on my face. That's all I remember is the cold wall pressing up. And I'm crying, hysterically crying, mm-hmm. figuring out what in the world did I do wrong, Right? And then I just, I can't explain it to you. I can't explain it to anybody except for me and God who was in that closet with me. Mm-hmm. Now, my dad was a, is a Jehovah's Witness. So I learned about God. We studied, studied the Watchtower. And um, so I knew about Jehovah. I knew about there was a spirit. There was a God, someone powerful someone higher than than us okay okay i felt that when you were in that closet when i was in that closet i am crying out but i promise you i promise you there was 
a presence of something holding me. And I knew it was God. My uncle had came up that night to come and get me out of the closet. He was drunk himself, brought me downstairs, put me on his lap. All I felt was circles Mm -hmm. sitting on his lap, Mm -hmm. grinding. Mm -hmm. I have no idea what happened. I woke up on the couch. So it started there. Chaos. Mm -hmm. But that closet Mm -hmm. is where you found peace. Mm -hmm. Or where he found, where God found me. Yeah. And uh, being a little girl at nine, you don't know too much about God, do you? Do you don't know too much about the spirit, well, right? Especially if you're not being taught that at home, it's not something that you can that you just go off and discover on your own. I mm-hmm. mean, you have to be uplifted and encouraged, mm-hmm. and and be in a loving environment. And you are in anything but that. Mm-mm. Friends, um, n- no one. So for most of our child, well, all of our childhood, all of our childhood. If I could just tell you this. Unfortunately, the closet is not the worst <laughs> part of this. Right. You know, it, there's a lot of abuse. And it's not just me. It was mm-hmm. my brothers, too, who were being abused mm-hmm. by my dad. Um, what Do you happen to know where that came from? Was that something that your dad and mom experienced when they were kids? Oh, absolutely. My, my mom's side of the family are, or were, there's still some that are, all alcoholic and drug addicts. She mm-hmm. has eight brothers and sisters. My dad has 13 brothers and sisters. That's a lot. And they are all alcoholic and addicts. So there was not one single soul, not a soul in my entire world that said to me, okay, this is wrong. This Because, you know, everybody... You know, you get a black eye. What happened? Everybody knows, you know. I mean, you're in the projects. You're poor. Mm. Everybody's drinking. Everybody's partying. Not partying. Partying. (laughs) (laughs) You you, you hear that accent. She said partying. (laughs) And and I wish this weren't radio right now so you could see how beautiful of a soul you are. Because you emit so much light and so much love. And the fact that you are... Opening yourself up, not to just, not only to share this on radio, but to write a book. I mean, that's in print. Mm -hmm. You understand the power of your words and the power of your story, and you're making sure to help the next person. Mm -hmm. And you're a mother yourself. Mm -hmm. How big is forgiveness in your life? I mean, keep it real. It's Sunday. In the name of Jesus. (laughs) In the name. (laughs) I told you she could sing. Oh, I tell you, this is why I wrote the book. No, this is why God chose me. Let me get that correct. All right. This is why God chose me to write this book. He chose me to write this book because, you know, one, it takes courage, right? It does. Because here I am wanting to write and tell things no one, and I mean no one, has ever spoken about because what happens in this house I'm breaking this curse you hear me I'm breaking this curse what happens in this house stays in this house Sonia Black broke that curse in my family you did that we're going to take a quick break Mm -hmm. and when we're going to come back we're going to continue the story because before you is a woman of conviction Mm. and a woman looking to bring about change and hope Mm. to so many families listening 
to this interview, and we're going to talk about ways in which you can get her book. Mm. Yes. Right. Will you sing us a break? Next break. Okay. There you <laughs> go. On the spot. A, now we know she's going to do it. All right. Quick break. Back <laughs> Welcome back to 251 Now with Kelly Finley. I am smiling from ear to ear because I've been blessed with yet another great guest. She's wonderful. And yes, she's been singing uh, during the break. Uh, Sonia Black has been sharing a, a story. It's a hard story to listen to. And it really is. But you're doing it for the purpose of helping other people. You have a book. Uh, tell everybody the name of your book, please. The book is called God in My Closet, One Woman's Journey from Darkness to Light. And, you know, according to your press release, God in My Closet is the story of a woman who cries out to God but keeps laughing, who argues with God but never stops talking to him until their conversations turn darkness to light. Mm-hmm. That's so you. Mm-hmm. Ooh, all right. So when we went to break, you talked about how you were breaking this cycle because many families have abuse, whether it's mental, physical, emotional, even spiritual. And the attitude is we keep this here. What mm. happens in this house stays in this house. But you said no more. Mm. You're breaking that cycle. Okay, so now we've, how old are you now in this story? I am about, okay, so let me just, I'm I don't mind telling my age. I don't mind anything. Oh, now, I'm an okay. open book. Okay. But in, where we are in the story, uh-huh. where you've decided that I want to write this book. Yes. Seven years ago, mm. seven years ago, I was in a shelter. Seven years ago, I had gotten out of the institution. I've been in and out of the institution since I was 12. Okay. And explain... To those who aren't familiar with what institution, you- mm-hmm. I I was a cutter, mm-hmm. and I was very, very, very suicidal, really? very suicidal from the time I was fifteen till seven years ago. Wow! I have been in and out of institutions. It's kind of like my second home. It's terrible mm-hmm. to say that, but how this came about was when I would tell people my story in the institution, I would listen to different stories, mm-hmm. and then. When I would tell them my story, they would say, gosh, dang, Sonia. <laughs> like, you know, well, I'm going to go home, hug my parents. <laughs> Be thankful for what I got. Am I love them. <laughs> <laughs> but the most, the most um, important to me was when people said they couldn't forgive. I'll never, that's all I heard. In the institution, I've been in jail. I've been on drugs. I've been through it all, okay? Mm-hmm. There's nothing in this world that I have not been through. So I love that. I, I embrace it. I thank God for it. You know why? Why? I can sit down with a homeless person, been there. I can sit down with someone who's thinking about taking their life, I can sit down with just about anyone. You know what? And I I tell my children that, you know, that's how you are able to have empathy for others when you've been through something. Yes. And the fact that you can look into the eyes of someone, not look down, Mm. but look into them and and to speak love and experience, you are changing lives. Mm. The hurt and pain that you went through, you're making it, you're turning it around. Mm -hmm. And I know that's not easy, but boy, are you making a difference. That's the only thing that I want to, this story, my story, it's not for me. It's God using me for other people. You talked about forgiveness. Forgiveness is 
the things that I've been through in my life mm-hmm. with my oldest brother, my mom, my dad, things of that nature, how do you forgive these these kinds of things that that people do to you. I was broken when I, you broke me when I was a child and it carried throughout my life. How do you sit and say, God said, I need to forgive them. Are you crazy? Right. God, you must, you, I think you got it twisted. Now, this is the conversation you have with God, right? <laughs> no, really? Yeah. This yeah, is yeah. a real conversation. Yes. I'm not trying to pretend. Mm-hmm. It's a God. I think you done lost your mind. Something's wrong, you know. But the reality is this. If you don't forgive, you will be broken. And I've seen this. I've, I've had friends who lost their lives and taken their lives mm-hmm. because they can't forgive. I have lots of family, lots of friends right this second on drugs. Every, my brothers, by the grace of God, I am the only one who has, God is blessed to clean up their lives. So I'm hoping that he uses me mm-hmm. as a platform to say, okay, let's all forgive each other. But how do you, how do you start that? How do you, you have to put one foot in front of the other. It's a, First, you have to believe that God is for you. That's it. You have to believe God is for you. If you don't believe God is for you, you'll never be able to accept the the life he's chosen for you, the life that's written out, your purpose. You don't know what it is. And for me, I have the mentality of this. Look, it happened Someday down the line, I'm going to use this. God's going to use it. And what the devil meant for bad, God will turn it around eventually. It may take about four to seven years. (laughs) (laughs) But eventually does come. It will come. How? Let me ask you this, though, because you're you're very transparent with what you've been through. And you're married now. Mm Mm-hmm. How do you allow another person in your space knowing what you've been through? And like, how do you mm. let those, those, those guards down, those barriers? Down? A lot of work and a lot of patience from your man. <laughs> because, see, there's still parts of Sonia that is still from the hood. Okay, I won't say No, that's now, okay. But, you know, there's still part of Sonia that... And I thank God that he has chosen a man, a godly man. First of all, it's important. That's right. You got to be on the same accord. Okay. If you're off the, the, the accord, it's just going to be a hot mess. Okay. For me, if you, he has patience, he wants to learn about me. He wants to help. And that's what he's done. He's helped me say, no, that was wrong. That is not the way that you were supposed to be treated. I didn't know. I had no idea. Because, again, I just got out of the shelter seven years ago. Okay? I just cleaned up my life seven years ago. I just got my daughter back six years ago. What's that like? The best. But I, she's in college. So I'm like. <laughs> 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 but I'm but so, happy tears. But happy tears. So when you forgive and you allow God to take over, you know, forgiveness is not easy. One day at a time, you have to accept it. You have to tell that person, okay, I forgive you. Even if, and here's the thing, you don't have to say to actually mean it. You just have to keep saying it to yourself. And the more you keep saying it, the more you'll start to believe it. Once you start to believe it, then you'll feel it. Once you feel it, then you're like, yes, I can do anything. 
And that's when you start gaining your power back, mm-hmm. gaining your power. And the more you got start gaining your power back, you're like, ain't nobody going to take control over me anymore. And you start gaining your own power and using it for good. Oh, you are something. You are a pint-sized, amazing, <laughs> just wonderful oh, soul. Thank you. You are. I mean, I wish you could see her right now because, I oh. mean, I, I, like, I'm ready to go do some tabo. <laughs> Back in the day, right? But you have you have been through it. You have mm-hmm. come through it, and you, from what it sounds like, you're constantly working at it. Mm-hmm. And that's something that is such a great example for all people who see you. Because if if you look like what you've been through, mm. right? Mm. Who mm. this weave is making me look real good. <laughs> The beauty of being a woman. That's okay. You bought it. As my aunt would say, HIP, here I bought. That's right. (laughs) But how, what, what um, advice do you give your daughter? What do you give her so that, I mean, we can't shelter our kids from the world, but Mm -hmm. what we can do is arm them with knowledge and and the importance of loving themselves. Mm -hmm. What do you tell her? Honestly, she learned a lot from me and my daughter seen me in institutions, jail, she's she seen me, and um, she, my family as well, okay? So how do you break that cycle in her mind to say, this is not right, that I want you to go another way? Well, for me, I want her to see me now. I want her to know that it's not Papa's fault, Nanny's fault. It's no one's fault. Mm-hmm. It's a generational curse and that mama's trying to break it. And that no matter what you go through, if you put God first, if you allow him to work through you, Asia, there's nothing you can't do in this world. And that's what I, I want my daughter to learn that no matter what, be your own person. Don't be a follower. Be a leader. It's important. Be a leader and pray. Pray about everything before you do it. And she's like, Mom, I got this. And I'm like, I know you got this. And she's been tearing it up right now. University of Mobile, church, everywhere. She's just been a extraordinary leader. And you know what? It's okay because I learned from her too. You know, I'm not, she's just not learning from me. Mm-hmm. I'm also learning from her as well. Lady, you're amazing. Um, where can we get this book? You can get this book on Amazon uh-huh. and also Bonds and Nobles. I said Bonds, <laughs> get yes, it? Bonds and Nobles. Okay. <laughs> We're going to need you to record a voicemail, a commercial, because that accent is just lovely. Thank you. It really, really is. But we can support you. Mm. And that's what this show is all about, is supporting local. So you said, as we wrap up, you said moving to Mobile was the best decision ever. Real quick, tell me why. My life changed immediately. My life, I apologize. I misspoke. Our lives, my daughter's life, my husband's life, and my life. The the ministries that we've been doing, the, you know, we love... um, giving back to our community. We, we've been to Africa a few times. Um, you know, there's just, there's so many opportunities that we are doing here and we are all three happy, very, very 
happy. So, And you've got a story to tell. And i got a story to tell. All right, so we're closing up. You promised you promised me a song <laughs> on our way out. If you can give me about 15 seconds. Okay, everyone, listen to God. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God. That is who you are. Yes. That is the Sonia Black. Thank you so much for joining me. Oh, my goodness. Woo. If you like more information, she's got a website, SoniaBlack.com. That's S-O-N-Y-A Black.com. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having We're me. We're so encouraged by you. Thank you. Woo. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of 251 Now with Kelly Finley. For more information, again, you can follow up and support local. And just remember to trust in your heart, to trust in your higher power, and um, don't be a follower. That's right. Be a leader. Have a great Sunday. See you back here, same time, same place, next week. Tune in every Sunday for 251 Now with Kelly Finley, presented by AIDS Alabama South and the Mobile County Health Department. 7.30 to 8 a.m., right here on The Sound of Mobile.